You are listening to the Remotepreneurs Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to adapt to a new future of doing business remotely by listening to interviews with the new breed of entrepreneurs called Remotepreneurs. Now, welcome your host, a remotepreneur that came from the factories to building multiple location independent incomes all remotely, Philip Ville Stankowski. episode because probably most of you uh, guys are stuck at home some of you lost your job and thinking like what is going to happen in the next few months thanks to this stupid coronavirus and actually this is the episode that you should listen because you can transition your skills that developed on your corporate jobs and just sell it online through a platforms that already exist they're all already well established and you don't have to do a lot of work just to start. You're pretty much going to start to sell the service and, well, become a freelancer. I can share a story on my end because was six years ago when I lost the job and when I was stuck and didn't have money, I found that platforms, freelancing platforms, back then it was called Odesk, now it's called Upwork, helped me to actually develop the income that I need to start earning money and on the other side, Robert, He's one of the leading educators and coaches for helping remote workers and digital nomads find actually work on freelancing platforms on Upwork and not just find work, but actually to start earning a really serious money, even more that they were getting on the corporate job. So this is definitely an episode that you should listen. Uh, another thing that I can say about Robert, he's a founder of Digital Nomads Forum. It has more than 12,000 members. They're all it's a really active and interesting uh, remote community on Facebook that people exchange how they manage their remote work. And I think everybody that's a digital nomad kind of knew that remote economy and the world is coming, but now with pretty much enforced lockdown, definitely the, the world is going to remote. So guys, definitely this is a quite interesting episode that you should listen because we are going to talk how you can use your services that you already developed, the skills that developed in the corporate job and just sell it online through platforms like Upwork or any other platform. And if you do like this episode, definitely share it with a friend who's struggling, who lost a job, who maybe lost hope so because this is definitely going to be valuable because we're going to give you hope but a strategy as well how to position yourself to get paid well not just to work for any money robert thank you for being part of the podcast hey philip welcome thank you so much for the intro thank you i love the shirt <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's my nice and clean clean upwork shirt it's perfect for whenever we're talking about remote work <laughs> yeah perfect i need to grab something like that i'm working six years and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's your shirt, man? Well, they never send it to me. I think you, you actually work for Upwork, right? Pro and sales marketing team. Uh, so, no, I don't actually work for Upwork. The pro sales and marketing team is just a kind of tier they reserve for like the top performing uh, freelancers. So it's kind of like this private group and then they connect you with like private clients. Uh, so it's just something I was fortunate to be part of uh, when I was doing more freelancing on the platform and doing really well wow nice nice how can i get there like <laughs> apply or um 
you can at the time that I got into it, you could apply. They also would be kind of headhunting, like looking for people and reach out. Uh-huh. And they have these kind of pro groups in the different categories uh, people are working in. So for me, I was under the general sales and marketing category. If that's the one you're in, then uh, there's possibly a way for you to apply as well. But it just depends what niche of work you're in. I'm, I'm in sales. Okay. So then, yeah, if you uh, Google the sales and marketing uh, pro team on Upwork, apply. We can see if it's still available to, uh, you can manually request a join, but it actually may be at this time something they're just um, inviting people to on their end. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. No problem. I'll find my way and don't worry. Okay. Tell me your background. <laughs> how, how did you actually come to, to start working with Upwork? Okay, so uh, I was living in London, Ontario, Canada pretty much my whole life, and I was just kind of following the American dream, going to school and got a good job, realized I did not like my job. It was a marketing firm I was working for in London, and I quit, and I started picking up freelance work with like people locally that I had known basically my whole life living in this small city, and started traveling, I booked a one-way flight to uh, Bangkok, Thailand, and started kind of adventuring around the world while I was doing some of this remote work to help fund it. Um, about a couple months into the trip though, that work I had earned from home, from the people I had known growing up, kind of started to dry up. And there's a 12-hour time difference. So it was very hard all of a sudden to actually get a hold of anyone at home. Uh, I wasn't getting more work. And so I was kind of like forced to either figure out, well, how do I get some more uh, remote clients or go back to my crappy home city, which at the time I really didn't want to go back. So uh, luckily at that time I was in Bali, which is one of the uh, digital nomad and remote worker hubs of the world. So I was surrounded by other people who are already kind of doing things successfully and discovered that a big topic people were talking about was Upwork and other remote work platforms as well. And so I started uh, researching, like, what is Upwork? How does it work? Uh, what's, you know, what's the trick to using it properly? Because there was a lot of people saying, mm, doesn't work for me, it's too competitive, blah, 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 it's not working basically. But then also I could see, you know, every freelancer on Upwork, their profile is public, their performance is public, you can see their hourly rates, how much work they've gone recently. I could see with my own eyes, it was working very well for a lot of people. And so I uh, started to explore how to make it work uh, for myself. Okay. Okay. And how, how did you actually start? Like you didn't have any quite experience. Like how did you get the job? Because it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. At least everybody says that it's difficult now to yep. start. How, yep. how can people basically that they are stuck at home, they have ex- skills that they can share online or at least they can learn and just build a reputation like pretty much everybody's starting. So how they can get a competitive edge when somebody's positioned themselves like me like six years ago? Yeah, sure. And this is a great question, right? That's what people get stuck on. They've yeah. got experience. They see there's other people doing what they already can do. They can see there's clients hiring for what they can do but they're not able to properly compete with the other freelancers. It's not because they don't have the skill, it's just because they don't haven't learned how to use the remote work platform like Upwork correctly yet. And so 
what I discovered years ago and kind of have refined now over the last few years is basically uh, an understanding of two things. Two things being that Upwork uses an algorithm to basically recommend to a client, hey, this is the best freelancer that we think you should invite to your job. Okay, mm -hmm. and there's the algorithm is based on basically how do you fill out your profile, what kind of information you include in there, the keywords you use, all these kind of variables that scanning. So understanding how the algorithm works is one part of it. And the other part of it is realizing that it's not a computer or an algorithm that's gonna actually hire you, it's a human, okay? So you need to learn basically how to craft your profile and interact with clients on Upwork in a way that is optimized for both the algorithm as well as uh, the actual human, the client, the business that's going to hire you. And so those are like the, this is like the top level understanding you have to kind of get down. But then I've broken it down into like three key, maybe we'll say four, four key principles that you kind of have to do well each single thing together. And then you can land clients, even if you have no reviews, even if you're brand new on the platform, even if you don't have six years of experience, that's awesome that you've been in the sales niche for six years. That means it's gonna be easier for you to get in. But for people who are listening, the nice thing about uh, remote work platforms like Upwork is that you've really got work opportunities from the entire uh, you know, experience range that there is. So there's things for beginners who don't have specialized skills and experience. And of course, the pay will be less, but there's a starting point there. And for people who've already developed those specialized skills and experience, then the higher paid, uh, higher quality work is available as well. It's just, you know, where are you at? Uh, that's obviously what you start with. So you want to hear what these three things yeah, yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, let's Four go things. with the step number one. <laughs> All right. So the first thing people, in general, what happens is people see Upwork, they get excited, they see other people are successful on the platform, they jump on. They write their profile, they don't really have any strategy to it, and they start sending proposals. And that's when they start to join this club of people who say, oh, I sent proposals, nobody replied, it's not working. Uh, 20 other reasons I could tell you why they say it won't work. But here's what everyone's failing to do. So the first step is actually, before you even create your freelancer account, is actually to create a free client account, okay? And what's that gonna let you do? it's gonna actually let you browse the freelancers and jobs that are available in total, okay? And so what we wanna do here is basically look at the existing freelancers on the platform who are already in your niche and they're successful, okay? So I break it down to get a little bit more specific. We wanna build a list of basically 20 to 30 people who match uh, what basically you're trying to do. So they need to be on the same platform that you're thinking about. In this uh, talk we're having right now, we're talking mostly about Upwork. So they gotta be on Upwork. They have to be doing more or less the same work that you have the skills to do right now or that you're trying to get into. They need to be earning the hourly rate that you wanna be earning and would feel good about earning. And then they need to have lots of experience, right? So they need to have lots of hours tracked, uh, positive reviews, basically lots of work volume, okay? and so. With our free client account, we can scan all the freelancers and we come up with our list of 20 to 30 people who match those characteristics that I just listed. And then what I get people to do 
is take notes of two key things. You review all those profiles and you start to take note of one, the trends. What do you notice that all of these people are more or less doing the same with their profile picture, with their title, with the description, with the uh, portfolio section? There's all these pieces of the profile. What do you notice they're all doing kind of similarly across the 20 to 30 profiles for each section? So take note of those trends. Second thing is to take note of the unique bits, okay? And the unique bits is just basically like creative, intelligent, even humorous ways that people have found to express themselves through their profile. So you can see people have done little tricks like uh, putting a green Upwork logo colored ring around their profile picture. Uh, other people have used the portfolio section, which gives you four images to make one big image, which stands out. There's all kinds of little creative things you can find. And so basically you scan those 20, 30 profiles, you take notes of the trends, you take notes of the unique bits. And what you're left with is a lot of examples in the foundation, the framework for you to actually craft your profile. You write it from scratch, you've got examples, you've got kind of ideas, but it's all based on what's already working for what you're about to do exactly yourself. And so when we do this amount of research, it takes a little bit time to do this so mostly people skip it well when you do this research again it's only based on what's working so then in general uh, doing this makes makes it so that the first draft of your profile that you finish is more or less optimized for the algorithm on Upwork and for the humans who are um, <clears throat> hiring because you can't have good results to them for the most part on Upwork if you don't have uh, a good profile optimized for the algorithm and the human. Okay, so that's the first step. This is the first step is craft your profile based on what's working and that's how I get people to do it. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Don't reinvent the wheel. When I started six years ago, exactly. I, I was wondering like, how am I going to compete with somebody that is five years <laughs> before me? Yeah. I was thinking like same. So what I've done first, I actually read through Upwork or Odesk that, then. Uh, guidelines, something like that it was called and I was like doing step by step how the guideline was saying and then I just found probably around 10 people that were in my sales niche. I saw what they were doing. I saw their description, etc. And I just kind of crafted my message and yep. Yep. I, I started pretty much. Probably helped a lot I imagine. Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't skip that part. Why do you think people are That's skipping great. that part usually? <laughs> Why are people skipping going to the gym? Why are people skipping everything? Because people, not everyone, but we do have a tendency, it seems as humans, to kind of be lazy sometimes, especially um, when we're not sure actually what the right thing to do is. So uh, this is another thing is like, yeah, people are lazy. They just don't do the work. They, they probably know they should. But then the other side is actually, there's a lot of intelligent, really hardworking people who go and craft their profile and they put a lot of effort into it, but the effort is based on what they think is gonna work and it doesn't appreciate the fact that the hiring culture and the way that the remote work platform works is a little bit different than probably anything they've ever done before. If you've never been a freelancer, if you've never used a platform, this isn't like how you got every other job you've ever had, this is different. And so if you just apply the same rationale that worked before, now, 
well, there's a disconnect and it doesn't work. And so that's kind of, you know, you got lazy people and people who know how to work hard, but not how to apply that hard work intelligently. Yeah, yeah, definitely makes sense. And I think a lot of people, especially on social media, they sell bullshit. They sell one, <laughs> one, two, three easy step. You're on the beach in Bali drinking like this. Don't be a fool, etc., etc. So people expect that they will get rich in like one, two months. Nothing works one, two months. Like I, I've failed, I don't know, 50, 100 times. And it's never easy when I achieved. It, it was always hard for me. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm stupid or something, but I know that's the procedure. One, two, three doesn't work, guys. So you j just do the homework. Yeah, so what I'll, what I'll say is uh, I agree with you uh, in principle. You know, there's a lot of um, offers and ads and kind of stuff out there. It's all about, uh, you know, uh, passive income and basically yeah. get rich quick. Things where you don't actually have to put the work in uh, or it seems like too good to be true. There's not that much work, but massive reward. And yeah, typically I don't uh, see that working out. But to give you an idea of what is actually realistic for uh, someone who gets onto these platform, like timeline wise, how long does it take to actually finish your profile uh, and basically land your first clients? It's typically, I find uh, with my clients, I work with one-on-one, -on -one, uh, usually in the, in the week three is when they start to send proposals and that's when you start to land clients. So actually between three to six weeks is when people start to land paid work. But is it you know, instantly six figures? Absolutely not. Does it take time to ramp up? Definitely. But uh, there are some pretty awesome short-term wins that people can get, but it's the opposite of passive income. This is active income. You are, you're spending time on the research and the other things that we're going to talk about in a minute uh, in terms of how to use the platform correctly. It's, it's work. And then what you get paid for, you're trading time for dollars, which, you know, a lot of people are into, um, don't trade your time for money, which I agree with, but you know, baby steps, if you're stuck in a shitty corporate job and you're like really trading your soul for money, okay, that sucks. So how about you just shift <laughs> from trading your soul for money to just trading time for money, doing something you're actually interested in, uh, that is well paid and gives you a lot more flexibility because it's remote. Take that baby step, then take your next leap to stopping to trade time for money. It's very hard to skip over. If someone who's listening, you already know how to do this. Why are you listening to this podcast? Please let me and Philip know how you did it. Uh, yes. We are just working hard over here. So uh, I am proud of that though, because with this approach, yes, I feel it's refreshing because it's not everyone who wants to just get rich quick, but people do want something that's reliable and works. Uh, and they are willing to work hard at it. So in my opinion, that's the benefit of remote work platforms. It's honest work, honest pay, hard work, good results, no tricks, put the work in, get the results. Yeah. And after that, when you build a reputation, then maybe you can scale up, build a company, et cetera. Exactly. But yep. that is a public yep. reputation. That's, that's the phase that I'm currently in. And I must admit, I have, I don't know, on Upwork, 80 plus projects, not sure how many in these six years. And when I'm talking about sales consulting and the packages that I'm selling and I'm asking high price, it's not five bucks, 10 bucks, 100 bucks. I'm asking high price. They first see the profile and say like, well, yeah, I guess you're the expert. I read your, your, your public reviews and those are not fake. You cannot fake it there. That yep. is it. So that's a hard work. That's the time that you invest. 
So yeah. so my my advice this this is something I learned from Gary V. He says like many people at the beginning uh, overvalue their time. They weren't <laughs> earning anything and they they want passive income and they say like I'm not selling yeah. my time. Guys, you need to sell your time. If your time is worth five bucks, <laughs> just sell it for five, then ten. Then when you have enough capital experience, public recognition, then you can you know build a business and get the the passive income but it's never passive that's one other secret that I, I want to break your dream sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay let, let, let's go to the second step then let's go to the second step let's do it okay so um when i was a kid when i was young i kind of got bullied a bit it freaking sucks and uh, I remember the kids would dogpile on me, right? So you'd be like in the schoolyard on recess and then like 20 or 30 kids would come out of nowhere. They all would jump on top of you, right? And there's this big pile of bodies. And if you're on the bottom, you just, you can't move. You have no control. You can't do anything. You're not in a very good position. Um, now the same thing happens on Upwork, remote work platforms on Facebook. Basically people post an opportunity uh, in Upwork. It's a job. Uh, a project and then all the freelancers jump on it and usually there's between about roughly uh, 10 to 30 or so uh, for people who apply to each job on Upwork sometimes it's more sometimes it's less but in a, on average it's in this like 10 to 30 range which is very similar to the dog piles I experienced as a kid and so if you just kind of jump in there with everybody else you're you're just one of the you're just in the pile you're stuck you have no control and so the key to avoiding being at the bottom of the pile is learning how to be the first person to apply. And so the cool thing, how do you do this, right? So on Upwork, they give you all sorts of tools to basically refine the entire list of job opportunities they provide. You can narrow it down, uh, like for me and you, we're only gonna wanna look at the sales and marketing jobs. We don't wanna look at graphic design, we don't wanna look at accounting, the yeah. things that we can't do. So we're gonna narrow down the huge list to our category and then, you know, depending on our experience level, because me and you have been doing our stuff for many years now, uh, you know, we're going to, we don't want to look at beginner jobs or even intermediate. We only want to even look at those uh, expert level jobs where the person has said, I need someone with experience. And I'm also, I'm willing to pay them well uh, because I am looking for that high quality work. So we can use Upwork's filters. They give us all kinds of tools to refine the list, to basically come up with a list of jobs that's a perfect fit for us. Now, a, un, a very rare, how should I say this, a feature on Upwork that nobody really knows about is that with each unique job list search you put together, so what I mean by that is like all the filters combined, it's giving you a unique list of jobs that match the search criteria we just kind of talked about. There's a little, there's a little button on the page. It's hard to see. It looks like kind of like three waves next to each other. It's an RSS icon. Okay, and if you click that, so if anyone's not sure what I'm talking about, just Google image RSS icon. Uh, if you click that icon on the page, it's gonna send a little link that says RSS. You click that again, it opens up this page full of code. You're like, what the hell is this? I can't read code, neither can I. But what I did figure out was that if you copy paste the URL at the very top of this page, and then you paste that into a free tool called Blogtrotter, what Blogtrotter is gonna do is actually scan that little URL, which is basically tied to that unique set of filters you set up. And what basically happens is that every time 
the perfect sales and marketing job where they willing to pay for an expert gets posted, Blogtrotter is going to real-time email me an alert and tell me, hey, Rob, there's a new job for you. It's perfect. Now, an example I just give you gave you is pretty vague still. Sales and marketing expert level. I got a lot more nerdy with it. I started getting more focused on like what kind of work do I want? And for me, I wanted work that I was passionate about. And this is what I tell all my clients. It's like it's not about just getting paid well. It's about meaningful work. And meaningful means to me things that we're personally interested in and that positively impact the planet and other people. So I would layer, yeah, it's sales and marketing. Yes, they want an expert, but then I wanted it to be related to the keyword yoga, meditation, mountain biking, vegan. These are things that I care about, that I'm passionate about. And the result when you, you know, you set up and you can set up many of these filters. So I've got an eye on the yoga jobs. I've got an eye on the mountain biking jobs. I had an eye on all of my personal interests. I came up with a list of 20 to 30 things I'm really interested in. And the result was that the last few years when I was still freelancing for other people, I was only working on projects that I actually thought were pretty kick-ass, really interesting jobs. And so two massive wins are happening here when you implement this blog chart tool. It's giving you notifications for the ideal jobs in real time, okay? So you don't have to manually search for jobs anymore. This is a waste of time. If you keep looking at the job list, you're not doing it right. You need to do it the way I'm describing. You don't spend any time looking at jobs instead you just spend time reviewing the no, the the already filtered list of notifications for very close to the ideal job and then those are the jobs you apply to because the notifications are coming in in real time it gives you a much greater chance of actually then jumping on it in real time being the very first person to apply which massively improves your odds of getting hired and effectively gets you on top of that dog pile instead of being in the middle where you're stuck. Okay. How's that, Philip? Pretty cool, right? That, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, one of the things that I abide for a sales rule and now that the economy works, the speed says is the new currency. I'm in B2B space sales professional and they say statistically, and I've seen that, that the first guy that actually applied for a bid, a quote, I, I was selling yeah. last five, six years guest room telephones to hotels. So it was like B2B corporate, seven people, decision makers, like the biggest deal that I closed was $80,000. So the first person that apply or ask for a quote, etc., that's the that he has 50% chances to actually close the deal at the end because people don't want to you know search research etc yeah. read you know yeah. all the bullshit if you're original you provide value they usually go like with you maybe they will ask few more but they will some subconsciously like with you because uh you provided the fastest uh, speed so they expect when you're going to take their job you're going to again be you know uh f finish the, the job quality and fast asap yep. so that's definitely I, a good sales tip i like the setup yep. I like the setup. Yeah. There's actual studies. I, I can't remember if it's Upwork themselves who published it or another remote work platform, but there's studies where they show like, the drop-off rates between like first person to apply, second, third, and so on. And it's pretty big. And you got it exactly right. It's about timing. If you show up at the uh, right place at the right time, you've got an awesome profile, you're first to apply, and then you send a great proposal, boom, 
People don't want to waste time scanning through all the candidates. It's a lot of work. It's not very fun either to filter through the candidates to find the right person. You just have to show, you don't have to be the most experienced. You don't have to be the lowest price. You just have to be close to first with the right profile, right proposal, which leads us to the next key principle, which Let's is how to number send. three. <laughs> number three. So this leads us, yeah, how do we craft an awesome proposal? What is a proposal? Proposal is just like when you write a message. It's just like a text message. And you're like, hey, I'm Robert. Uh, this is, I saw what you need help with. I'd be a great fit to do that. Blah, 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 blah. You're just saying why you can help, basically. And so the key to a good proposal, you got to do two things. One, time efficient, okay? So people are listening to this who've already tried sending proposals and you're like, this is impossible. Nope, it's not. You got to send a really epic proposal in three to five minutes on Upwork, okay? Three to five minutes. How many minutes does it take most people? Uh, usually when I speak with them, it's easily 10, 15, sometimes more. Because why is it important to send them in three to five minutes? You're going to have to send a minimum usually of 10 to 20 if you have no reviews. If you're new on the platform, you got a nice profile, you're close to first to apply, how many you got to send? About 10 to 20. If you have a crappy profile and you're not that close to first, then you're probably going to have to send some more. But if you follow everything I've been talking about with Philip so far, uh, 10 to 20. And if you have to spend 15 minutes or more on each one to send 10 to 20, well, you're going to have to spend several hours to maybe land your first job. And that's going to burn, burn it. It burns out most people. So they give up before they get to the first job. First job lands the first review, makes everything moving forward that much faster. And so um, three to five minutes to send them. If you have to send 10 to 20, that works out to under two hours, okay, to earn your first job. If you're sending them in three to five minutes, that's within reason for most people. Now, this is paradoxical to the fact that, yes, you have to send them in a time-efficient manner, but it has to be custom-tailored because coming back, we have to remember, the human who's going to hire you, what do they want to see? They want to see you really read the description of their job and then replied in a custom way that acknowledges, hey, I know exactly what's going on with you. I see what you need help with. That's exactly what I can help. Here's why. If you just send a copy-paste message uh, as a client who's hired many freelancers on Upwork and after speaking with many clients, we, we can all spot it a mile away. Copy-paste messages are not effective. Okay, You need to write something that's custom-tailored. But custom-tailored takes a lot of time. So what's the key? The key is using a blended approach. Okay, so uh, I will we'll leave a link to this uh, template in the uh, podcast notes. But I created something that I call the tactically tailored template. And basically, the beginning is this formatted way to very quickly kind of write something that's custom-tailored to the exact job needs, and the rest which is including information you should probably have in every proposal, but doesn't need to change with every proposal, that part is copy-pasted. And this template has been tested and refined across many niches and has a very high conversion rate. So we'll drop a link for that um, in the um, podcast description. Uh, but this is the key okay, to sending the great proposal, time-efficient and custom-tailored. Okay, perfect, perfect. And tell me, uh, what's the call to action 
what should people do? Like hire me, please hire me at the end or what do you do? <laughs> Perfect question because that leads us to number four. So and uh, keep principle number four to be successful with landing clients at Upwork. Ideally, the proposal is inviting people to have a free 30 minute phone call. Okay, free 30 minute call where you just talk with the client, it's conversation about if you guys are a good fit to support each other. Now, I used to be terrified of phone calls. I remember the first time I had to do client calls, I would sweat profusely, okay? I'd be super sweaty, nervous, anxious. I did not like them. And I know from my clients and community, there's a lot of people who also struggle with calls. So if you're listening, you're like, I can't do phone calls, this isn't gonna work. Okay, you can still text, but ideally you do phone calls. If you're gonna text, it means you're gonna have to do more work, send more proposals, have more conversations to land the first client and the next clients. Phone calls though, have a higher chance of you actually getting hired because it's just a more human way to connect. Would you rather listen to this, you know, uh, 45, 30, 60 minute podcast or would you rather read like a huge multi-thousand page article? Probably for the people listening right now, you wanna listen to a pod podcast. It's more human, it's more suitable for what you're trying to kind of digest. And the same thing is true of a client uh, interaction at the beginning, calls are just more effective. So you invite them to book a free 30 minute call uh, with you. Uh, you can use an app called Calendly to help um, make sure the time zones line up and you guys can chat at a time that's convenient for each other, that they have a great free plan that will support you guys in doing this. Um, and that's the last, the last thing, which is how do you uh, have an effective phone call? And uh, it's something that usually I would spend a bit more time uh, talking about than we have time for today. But basically, it's it's pretty simple. It breaks down to this. Most other freelancers you're competing with, when they get onto their calls, they go right into like what I, I guess I'll label as ego mode. They're like, hey, client, like I'm Robert. I'm so smart. I have like so much experience. Me, 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 me. They just like blast them with why they're an expert. Okay. And that's not as effective, okay, that can work. I don't like it though, I don't like that approach personally. What's more effective is learning how to do active listening. And so your call can be as simple as this, where I'm just like, hey, hey Philip, Rob here, where are you in the world? You know, have some sort of icebreaker, great, hello, that's it. Uh, whenever it gets awkward, you just say, hey, uh, so you wanna get into it. Great, they're always gonna be like, yes, because every client on Upwork is very specific already about what they want. They're happy to get right into the business. And after your small hello and icebreaker, you just go right into, so what's going on in your business that you thought you would hire someone like me to help you? You basically just let them get whatever is going on off their chest and they're gonna usually, the client's usually gonna just talk and talk and talk and you're not gonna interrupt, and you're not gonna say how smart you are, you're not gonna say how experienced you are. You're gonna listen, this is what active listening is. You're gonna listen to exactly what they're saying, and then this is what actually active listening is. At the end, once they're done talking, you're gonna say, so let me tell you uh, what I heard, and you tell me if I listened right. And you're gonna recap what they said in your own words, okay? They're gonna say, oh my gosh, yes, thank you for listening. That's so refreshing, nobody else does that. Uh, or they'll say, even better, yes and. They'll be like, oh, that's perfect. And one important thing you missed, they'll fill in the gap for you, something important that you need to keep in mind. After that, you just shift into, 
okay, this is why I'm a good fit to do that. Okay, so you've you basically uh, have um, covered, hey, uh, recap, this is what you said you need, you need help with. This is why I can do those exact things. And then you say, this is exactly what I'm gonna get done. This is when I'll get it done by, this is how long it's gonna take me, and that's how much it's gonna cost you. You just break it down in those four very specific things that every client needs to know whether they ask you for it or not. They need to know this information to say yes to you most of the time. Uh, so that's very simple. So hello and icebreaker, what's going on with your business? Listen, recap what they just said in your own words, let them fill in the blanks, then transition into, hey, this is how I can uh, help you do exactly those things, why I'm gonna be good at that, and then uh, what I'm gonna do when it's gonna be done, how long it takes, how much it costs, do you want to uh, Do you want to get started? And then they say yes, great, you, said, you walk them through, clicking higher on Upwork, or they might bring up some objections, you do your best to handle those questions and objections. Um, but this is the key of the, the phone call is just active listening. If you can just do the first step, ask them what they need help with, then recap it, that is gonna get you uh, so many steps ahead of um, the majority of your competition. And the thing people need to remember as well is by the time you're on the phone call, they've reviewed your profile proposal, you've already put in huge legwork, they're a hot, hot lead, they're ready to work, you don't have to nail this call. It's not an aggressive sales call, it's a conversation where you're just making sure you're a good fit for each other. It's super easy to get the client to say yes. Uh, and again, if you're not comfortable with the phone call, you can basically do everything I just described through messages, okay? So what? let's zoom out for a second. Well, first off, how? what do you think about that, Philip? That's a pretty good way to do the, You're in sales, just like me, simple enough. That's absolutely how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let them talk, right? For pretty much any sales, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, guys, you, you'll be listening to me, you'll be watching me, you can see that I, I am good at active listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's necessary for your job. And um, so let's zoom out. Tell me in your experience, before we zoom out, okay. <laughs> tell me in your experience, when will the, the, let's say, the freelancer, the people that are listening to me, when they will know when, when they should close the business? Because at the end, they need to close the business. Like you mean close the job? Like when it's done? Close the job. Oh. Yeah, like when they get the, the project, let's say. Yeah, okay. So um, they'll know, anyone who's involved, whether it's the client or the freelancer, will know it's time to close the job if when you started the job, the outcome was very specific. Like, for example, uh, you're a graphic designer. The job is create a poster for a concert. You know, there's a very clear uh, definition of when that project's done, right? The poster's designed. And the client's happy with it. Okay, project is done. So that's when you're gonna end it. Now, you're no, no, no. Sorry, I, I, I meant over the first phone call before you close the the project. How, when the person should know when to close? Like, like on the phone call you mean if they get the job. Transition them like, into actually yeah, transition to the project. Uh, okay, yeah, my apologies. So, the way you know when it's time to close is basically at once you you need to have gone to the point where you've had enough conversation, you've recapped, you've been able to break it down to the point where you said, this is what I'm gonna do, what cost, when I'll get it done, how long it takes, okay? As long as those specifics have been 
uh, shared, then you can always go to the next question, which is basically a direct question. Hey, so how does this sound? Do you want to uh, start working together? Any version of this direct question where you say, hey, are you ready to get started? Okay, but you have to, they need that information before it's appropriate to ask this question. And they're either going to say yes, or they're going to say something else. And whatever something else is, usually is a chance for you to have further conversation about, to basically soothe any concerns that they might be having, to kind of bring extra, if they're like, oh, yeah, you know, this sounds good, but I'm not, I don't really understand this part. They're going to bring up what's holding them back usually from saying yes on the spot. That's what you, you know, this is what we call objection handling in the world of sales. Uh, again, these calls don't have to be cutthroat sales calls though. It's just a conversation. They're telling you, hey, this is, I need to know this. I'm not sure about this. And you tell them, you help them uh, bring some clarity into what they're wondering about. And then you come back to the question over and over again. Okay. So with that in mind, how about now? <laughs> no, not like that. With that in mind, uh, do you want to get the ball rolling? Do you want to get started? You can just keep coming back and then eventually they'll either say yes or they might, you know, uh, this is how to deal with a continued objection handling is another topic, but you don't have to get this perfect. If you're in the right place at the right time first, good profile, good proposal, you tell them, you listen to what they need help with, you say you can do it, you give them the price, the price is good. It's, it's easy to see how uh, they'll say yes to it. And that's actually the zoom out. We already skipped ahead now. The zoom out is that, uh, why does this work so well? Well, because everything works together. The profile is crafted based on what works. You're the first to apply. The message you send is tailored to exactly what they need help with. And the phone call is just a conversation where you confirm you can help with what they need help with. By the time you get there, you've already done most of the legwork. The phone call is just this like human to human way where you guys know, yeah, this sounds good. Uh, let's do it. Perfect. Uh, definitely, you need to build it like a package, let's say. Sure. Because you're bringing value and all the, let's say, the walls that they have before hiring, you already, you know, uncover. The profile is good. You do have the experience. You are professional on the call. Okay, he will provide value. He understands my problem. That's probably the biggest mm -hmm. one. He listened to me and he understands my problem. And now, uh, if you provided enough value, the price wouldn't be a problem. Exactly. Another thing that you can actually use a short pitch at the end, you can just say like, have you heard enough to make a decision? Or if you're doing a PowerPoint yep. presentation, have you seen enough to make a decision? Another one, would you like to move forward? Yep, I love that. Yes or no? Have you heard enough to yeah, make a decision? Simple. That's a good one because that really does invite them to say, well, what do I need to know to make a decision, right? Yeah, oh, that's perfect. And if they ask, Great, Philip. I, I, I love what you're doing. So what's the next step? That's a closed deal. You should just say the next step <laughs> totally. is to send me yeah. the job offer, <laughs> etc. Don't 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 sell it. Uh, when I was beginner in sales, when they asked me question like that, I was like, yeah, so let's repeat what you're going to get. You're going to <laughs> yes. get A, B, C, D. And then he just think about, yeah, but what about this and everything falls apart. So if he says like, yeah, great. What's the next step? Something in that kind of words. Great. The next step is just send me the job offer. I'm going to do X, Y, Z after that. I don't know what the process is. It depends for each category, right? Yeah. 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 So for people listening, um, you know, getting clients on Upwork isn't something you need to go back to school for. You don't need to develop new skills. You need to take what you have now and just learn how to use the platform properly. And just like you said, Philip, 
whether that means, uh, well, you know, I don't really find anyone. If you're a native English speaker, you can start at usually between 15 and 20 bucks an hour for very basic entry level uh, work. So let's say that's where you're starting. Great, start there and you move up as your skills develop, as your confidence increases, as you get familiar uh, with what you're doing. But it's very much something that you can get the ball rolling on quickly. And it can be pretty powerful because the money can be really good. It's fully remote, which is massively powerful for people like myself and others who do want to be able to travel and work remotely. Maybe you want to do the digital nomad thing, or maybe you just want to work at home, pajamas, whatever. Uh, that's powerful. That offers a lot of, bit of uh, flexibility in your life. And then lastly, if we step back to what I was mentioning a little bit today about focusing on getting meaningful work. Well, that's where the biggest shift happens for a lot of people. It's like this other stuff is background. When you shift out of spending, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day working on crap you don't care about to spending even less time working on things you do care about, that's quality of life, okay? Nobody wants to be lazy and watch Netflix all day. We like working hard, but working hard is only fulfilling, satisfying, and energizing when you actually enjoy and care about what you're working on. And that is probably the most important thing I guess people can take away from this call is everything else. Yes, it's important to earn money, important to get good reviews, get clients. But until you start focusing on working on things you actually care about and that positively impacts this world, you're going to have, I think you're going to have this discontent. There's always going to be something you feel like you need to fix. So that is my one wish for people to think about. What are you working on? Do you care about it? What's your plan to start working on things you actually give a shit about? <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more there with you, definitely. Now, another thing that I would mention here, if you are broke as fuck <laughs> and you do need a job and you do need the money, uh, get the job, start building the experience, do the stuff that you hate at the beginning. And when you have some kind of budget, when you have some kind of experience, then you can definitely, let's say, dictate your own term what you're going to work on at work. As you said, you can just work on vegan, on whatever, whatever it's your project. What I'll add on to that is the other thing to keep in mind is there's so many jobs on the plat on these platforms like Upwork in every single category that the reality is, as an individual, you cannot even hope to take on the majority. And so if you're broke as fuck, as you said, you're a beginner, don't have great skills, I'll just tweak what you said. I'll say, yeah, take those more entry-level jobs where it's doing something you might not love. Maybe it's answering customer support emails. Okay, yeah, maybe that's not your favorite thing in the world to do. But it's going to be a lot more fulfilling to do that for the yoga, the meditation, the mountain biking versus for the McDonald's, the Coca-Cola, whatever. So what you're doing, maybe you don't love it, but at least it's like... If, who would you rather clean a toilet for? The best not-profit in the world or the most evil corporation? Well, personally, I don't really like cleaning toilets, so I'll just be honest, but I'll pick the non-profit. It's going to give me a better sense of fulfillment. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters why you do it. It's cheesy, but it's freaking true. Makes sense. Makes sense, definitely. Tell me if people would uh, need their help as a starter, as a freelancer, how can they find you? How, how can they? How can you help them? I, I know that you do a coaching one on one. So, uh, for those of you who are listening and you have like two or more years of experience with a specialized skill, uh, then you might be a good fit to work with me on a one on one 
uh, basis. And I guess we'll just leave a link to my website where there's a contact form. Uh, maybe we'll leave my email as well in the podcast description. Just send me a message. Let me know what's going on. And we can talk about if doing one-on-one coaching would be a good fit to help you basically get those meaningful clients and earn your fair maximum fair wage for where you're at, where your skills are at. If you're under two years of experience, I don't typically do a lot of one-on-one work, uh, one-on-one work with these people anymore because I think there's more value they can get uh, out of developing their skills first. So where should what but they need help too, right? So come hang out yeah. in the Digital Nomads Forum. Again, is my Facebook group. Uh, it's free to join. We've got 12,000 plus members, and I work super hard with a lot of other people in this group to just make it all about helping each other. So wherever you're getting stuck, whatever you have questions about, I'm going to help you out. And my students are in there. They're going to help you out. And thousands of other people who are actually doing what we're talking about, we're all going to help you out. That's what the group's about. So get some free support in there. And then for people who might benefit from something a little bit more serious, feel free to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And also, guys, I'm there so I can jump in and help yes. with some sales-related question like, objections like they said that like how to shorten the pitch how to ask are you ready to move forward sometimes and just ask like it's 500 dollars. are you ready to move forward based on the conversation that they have but i have 10 plus years as a sales experience doing door-to-door cold calling pretty much everything so definitely work now tell me what what do you think is the future of Upwork? I see a lot of changes, like uh, specialized profiles, etc. Do you have some experience there, like some strategies that you can mention for advanced user of Upwork? Um, yes, but before we share a little bit more advanced tactics, I'll invite anyone who thinks they're advanced to make sure you've actually completely nailed the what might sound like basics. Basic. They're not basics. They have nuances. You can be quite intelligent and work hard at them. Uh, mostly, I, I very rarely work with experts. They think they're an expert. They still haven't nailed the basics. So start with the basics. Then, yeah, you want to do more advanced stuff. Well, um, yeah, there's some new features on Upworks that what you mentioned, like uh, specialized. Okay, so one thing is specialized profiles is a cool feature. So. Um, typically on Upwork, you have a profile and your profile is, you know, ideally focused on one kind of category of work, one type of niche. So for example, I've been doing digital marketing for like 10 years. I've done a lot of different things. I've built websites, I've run ads, I've done some stuff with, uh, tracking like Google analytics. Okay. These are different things. Okay. So you could have a profile that just says, um, you know, I'm a digital marketer and I do lots of things, but that's not as effective at landing the work from someone who posts, oh, I need help with Google Analytics. So specialized profiles on Upwork, basically it gives you room to have three different profiles with different descriptions about yourself in them. So you can have one that's like your general, I'm a digital marketer. Second one can be, I'm a Google Analytics expert. Third one can be, I'm a web developing expert. Okay, so you can basically craft a profile to match uh, your different experience and skills and then that way when you go to apply to a job which is more specifically catered towards one of those skills or experience then again that zoom out uh, view benefits going to come in your profile matches exactly what they need help with your uh, first apply your message is custom tailored it increases the likelihood you get on that call and that you actually close it uh, not to say you can't get good results with a general profile but 
you know, you'll hear this all the time in all business books and everything. Niche, 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 right? It's all about niching down. The more specific, custom tailored, better results. So specialized profiles will let you do that on Upwork. Um, but I feel like you asked another question, which is kind of like, what's the future of Upwork and remote work? Yeah. So Upwork is the world's largest remote work platform right now. And why it is, is very obvious to me, having worked with many different platforms now and different people. And it's just simply because they have the best platform. Best platform, why? Because it's the easiest, most user intuitive, fastest way to post jobs and hire a good, like actually good quality talent. And then vice versa, as a freelancer, quickly get awesome clients. It's the best way to do it. They have the highest volume of well-paid work. And because they have the most choice of different opportunities, you have the most meaningful work as well. So they don't have any competitors that are even close to them in terms of the term of quality opportunities. The volume, it's on Upwork. The next biggest platform is, uh, I have to double check my numbers here, but it's Fiverr. But Fiverr, in general, is much more tailored towards low paid work. Uh, it's not as fun, less high quality clients. Are there some within the, the noise over there? Yes, for sure. But Upwork's, so Upwork's kind of crushing it right now. Um, you know, it's a chicken and the egg problem. Like every app developer faces, oh, my dating app was going to be so good if I just had like, you know, a billion people using it. Okay. Well, yeah. cool. <laughs> it's really hard to get a billion people or a million people even to use anything. And so Upwork's already got huge, by far the most people on it. And so another platform might be able to come in with better functionality, but the, 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 what you really need is ultimately high quality talent, high quality freelancers. And that is hard to cultivate. They've got it. So Upwork is going to continue to grow. They've been growing uh, consistently over, well, I need to back up my, my, my thoughts with some numbers here, but they've been growing consistently over the last decade. As you said, they used to be Odesk, now it's Upwork, uh, and the whole world is transitioning into remote work. So uh, my prediction is that over the next uh, decade or so, Upwork will experience significant uh, growth. And the time is now, especially with coronavirus going on, to get into this because it will get more competitive uh, there will always people be people who are lazy or don't know how to apply their work. So you'll always have an opportunity if you stick with me and follow what we're talking about today. But it's going to get harder over time. And so the people who get their work in now, well, you're going to have a leg up versus the people who get uh, get in in you know some years, in 10 years, whatever, uh, whenever you choose to get into it. Definitely. I mean, positioning is everything. I've seen that six years ago and my intention was to become a top rated in the sales category and I achieved there. And I'm in the position to get higher jobs, but that doesn't mean that other people that jumping on the opportunity now cannot compete with me. Definitely. Yeah. They can. Well, if they do all what you mentioned, pretty much. I agree there with you. They, with the step. they <laughs> might get in. Yeah. Cause it's funny. So someone with uh, one year of experience who did everything I said, could actually snag a job from you um, yeah. if you weren't following everything. Of course, if it was head-to-head, -head, though, uh, you both applied at the same time, both had the same experience, profile, all that, then you're going to win if you have more experience. But um, they, could, yeah. they could snag in. with this. It's, again, not about being the most experienced, not about having the best price, right place, right time. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree definitely with you. Uh, tell me, is it worth to start an agency? Do you have experience there? Like, wh why should somebody start an agency versus their personal profile? Yeah, so Upwork. it's funny because I quit an agency freelance, started an agency, kind of disbanded the agency, went back to freelancing. And so I think I can answer this question really well. An agency is for someone who is ambitious, someone who wants to bring in more clients. They want to make more money. Maybe they want to make more impact. Maybe they really do love what they're doing and they want to be able to work with more businesses and help them uh, in an awesome way. But it is for basically those people who get to that point where they're like, man, I've got more work than I can handle. Well, I've figured out how to get lots of clients on Upwork now. Well, maybe I should just hire uh, you know, my friend or this, or maybe I should use Upwork as a client and hire a freelancer to help me take on some more work so that because you've figured out the hard part for many people, which is actually getting clients, uh, you get to the point where you either don't want to do the work yourself or you've got too much to do yourself. You find someone you can trust uh, who can help you with that. And that's how you, you know, that's the first baby step of starting an agency. But for me, why did I start one, disband, and come back to freelancing? Well, ultimately, I'm kind of uh, a wispy adventurer at heart, I would say, right now. Like, I've been traveling all around the world. What do I care the most about right now? Well, it's not really growing an agency. I'd rather uh, have a less stressful life and, you know, go mountain biking more often. I'd rather kind of focus on other uh, projects. And it's not to say you can't make an agency that is less stressful and whatnot, but for from my attempt at it, it's just it was more intense, more work, more involvement. Um, and you can get past that. I didn't though, and it, I think it's a hump you have to cross uh, if that's one of your goals. You know, have an automated agency or passive income agency, maybe. Um, and so, you know, it just depends what you want. And for me, it's not exactly what I wanted. And I really enjoyed the flexibility and casualness of just being a freelancer and picking up work when I wanted and stopping when I didn't really want to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a choice. Definitely. I respect that, that you explained and not everybody should, you know, chase the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what if you get them and you're, you, you're unhappy? What makes you happy is mountain biking, exploring the nature, traveling the world. You don't care if you have two million, three million dollars a year because that's a two million, three million dollars a problem a year. That's a lot of problem. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. And it's yeah, and it's definitely if you're running a business, uh, it's definitely a different skill set. If you are good in sales, sure. that doesn't mean that, that you're going to be good in building a business. That's to a be honest, point. I'm in transitioning to the part of building an agency actually. And I actually do have a team that is helping me with the podcast post-production, three, four people now. And I must say that it sucks, you know, it's like herding cats <laughs> in some way. So herding cats. <laughs> Maybe more like herding sheep. Yeah, it's a or herding sheep, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a different skill set. I was thinking that yeah, it's easy. I'm good in sales. I'll I can bring hundreds of customers. I can close them. It's no problem for me. It's like a walk in the park after 10 years. But the problem is I have to do the work. So I need to transition to the point where I can delegate and somebody to fulfill it and know that they will do a good job. So I'm in that position now. 
that's that. I think you nailed it. It's like if you're an artist, you might love drawing, creating posters. You might hate managing a team of people writing posters. So, so that's exactly yeah, right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Having a skill and being good at something that people want and building a business, that's totally two different things. I had Russ Perry on uh, the podcast. He's uh, the CEO, the founder of Design Pickle. It's basically another uh, freelancing platform for, um, for creative work, basically cre uh, graphic design work. And he told me that he actually pretty much never... Uh, done the graphic work like creating banner and all the things that there his employees he has 3300 employees remote wow. all of them so he said like building a business and doing what your business sells that's totally different you need to build a business not to work on the what your company actually sells yeah so it's totally different skill set so it's the case the, the point is do you want to handle the stress and additional work managing people or not if you if you don't want I respect that. I, I, you can earn few thousand dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. That's enough. You don't need the millions. You don't need the Lambo and all the bullshit <laughs> that you sell on the social media. So it's true. Definitely, it's worth it. Yeah, I think uh, you and me should do something together, some kind of course or teaching. I'm definitely open definitely to it. I think it, it sounds like we've got a lot of uh, experience in this world of kind of marketing and freelancing over the last many years, and I know that there's just so many people struggling with probably the part that we're decent at, which is actually getting the clients. That's the part people are really not so good at in general. They've got skills or they can figure out how to make skills, but they always get stuck. How do I get someone to pay me? Uh, and it sounds like we've got experience getting people to pay people. <laughs> yeah, the, the, so, so guys, stay in tune. We are going stay to build tuned. something together with Rob. <laughs> yeah, from the two different parts of the world and everything will be remote. It will be a... Disneyland story at the end. Active income. <laughs> opposite of passive. Income. Active. Yeah, active, active. When we are going to start with the passive, we'll, we will do another course. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Rob, uh, thank you for being part of the podcast. Definitely, it's uh, quite interesting. Uh, you provided a lot of value. Honestly, I'm six years. I did learn a few things that I can actually retweak to get more customers. And definitely, I will need to find somebody to fulfill it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. Thank you for having me, okay. Philip. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, before you go, before we leave you, tell me, uh, can people f find you somewhere on social media in case they want to follow you? Yeah. So Facebook, uh, you can add me as a friend or follow my page, Robert O'Crook. It's O apostrophe K-R-U-K. Digital Nomads Forum on Facebook is the group. And then robertocrook.com is my website. Uh, oh, and please subscribe to my channel, Robert O'Crook, on YouTube. That's something I'm focused on lately is bringing people awesome video content. So check out my YouTube channel. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. And guys, if you want to receive the show notes with free resources that Rob mentioned that will help you to start your freelance career and if you're stuck now in the lockdown in the quarantine definitely it's a good time to actually start <laughs> learning how to transition because a lot of job will not exist after this disaster that happened to the world so this ah, true it's an opportunity to make a change if you were stuck in the corporate job and you were afraid that you're going to lose now there is a good chance that you're going to lose and it's not <laughs> your fault but that doesn't mean that you should just stay and watch netflix or watch uh free premium 
Pornhub. <laughs> just, just, just sign up for a course, build your skill, and then learn how to actually sell your skill online because people are going to hire or more and more remotely, and they will become a remotepreneurs. Okay, guys, go to remotepreneurs.com, sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to include all the show notes, and also you can find me on all social medias at remotepreneurs. Okay, signing off. Bye bye. Cool. Yeah, I hope you liked it. It, it was one hour. Yeah, I liked it. I had fun. Yeah. Did you like it? Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've learned something. I know I have a lot of things that I can basically upgrade. Now, after we after the video is done we can release it on the Facebook Live in your group. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. How do you want me to do it? Do, do you want me to go on your group and release it, or you're going to release it? Like, uh, how we are going to get uh, more reach? You know, I'll get more reach if I post it. So what I'll just need is, like, the higher quality, highest quality, like, video file, and then any thumbnail or title and description, yeah. and then I'll just set it up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the recording should appear on, on the chat, by the way. Okay, is that the same one you'll get? Yeah, here it is. That's the one. Actually, I know a trick too. So I don't know if you've ever noticed that it sometimes, if it's big, it will not download smoothly through Skype. Uh, if okay. you go to the web version of it, it will download differently and it works like every time. I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but I have been because I usually Skype for my client calls, and if it's longer than a certain length, it usually have issues. Okay, let me log in and see. So basic through Skype to go online, right? Yeah, now the link I just sent on Skype will uh, take you to it, and then it downloads it differently. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll download and send a V transfer, and also I'll include a I'll include a thumbnail that actually reuse all the cool. time. Yeah, because I don't have prepared graphics for you specifically. I'll have in maybe a few days. And we'll see. But definitely, I think we should do something together. I don't know, with a course, with a coaching. I haven't done that, but I have a lot of experience, especially with a part around sales. So the biggest question I have, though, is where are the leads coming from? <laughs> Mine? What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean the leads? Where, okay, so we have an offer. Where are people coming from? Okay. It's going to come from, actually, I'll be pretty much promoting that from my podcast, from newsletter. I have on seen around 2,000 yeah. people. Enjoying. I intend to do also a private group. Uh, obviously, it's going to be on your private group and from your channels. At that's okay. Well, it's like, what I've been doing with people virtually is they have a, I don't know how much you said, but six weeks long. Um, it's 22,000 or 2,500 US, six weeks long. And it's six weeks where we basically do everything in depth together. We craft a profile together. We set up the notifications and refine them. We They send proposals. I give them feedback on proposals. They do calls. I give them feedback on the calls. Uh, so that at the end of that six weeks, they land a couple clients. They have experience actually earning them. Uh, by themselves and they feel comfortable with the whole process because all the work is done and they've gotten feedback on the parts they might have not done before yet. That's working really well for me. 
Uh, specifically with people who have experience though, what I've found harder is it's kind of hard to sometimes push the less experienced people across the finish line because they, it's for whatever reason, have issues. People with experience though, it always works very well. Uh, and yeah, they've been great. They've been clients, well paid. They try like really going good. And tell me, I, because I've never done pay coaching except sales consulting. Uh, how many people do you actually can expect from, from to, to get? Because you need to invest your time. Like, are you investing one-on-one, -on -one, like one hour a week? Or like, what's the deal there? Yeah, no, I have about like eight one-on-one -on -one clients right now. And I could probably take up okay. to 15, like maximum. Uh, I have about eight and that's a good amount. It's good money. But uh, I also spent a lot of money on this funnel to like bring me like calls basically for, for people who want to do it. And that's something new. And I spent like almost 10 grand on it. And wow. yeah, but it's working. I landed so far uh, three, three clients all paying more than $2,000. And one is about to have a call with him in 20 minutes. Uh, he's about to finally sign on. Uh, so I'm about to, I'm almost breaking even on my investment and it's just automated. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so 10 grand, is that much money for building a funnel? Well, there's cheaper ones, but you know, man, you got what you pay for. So I thought these motherfuckers, they came in with this Facebook ad. They described like exactly me. I was like, fuck, like, that's exactly the mistake I made. This is exactly how I feel. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then they're like, and here's a perfect solution. And like, you know, I've been in sales long as you. I know how to read the bullshit. I know fucking how to distinguish like, the garbage on the internet from the good stuff. And I could tell these guys were just full of shit. And so, yeah, it was expensive, but um, there, it works. I have complaints, like customer service has been shit the last, at the end of it, but ultimately I'm about to break even and I own everything they created. So um, it just keep, it'll keep running and working. I actually was doing sales calls for someone else who coincidentally went with their funnel I closed an $11,000 deal through their same guys who built the funnel uh, for them. Uh, so their funnels are good. They're called, it's called the Marketing Funnel Academy. Yeah, so but <laughs> these guys are like expert salesmen. They have a lot to learn on the delivery side. That being said, they did a good, overall, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I did this. Would I recommend them to people? You need to be you need to be someone who's not like a pushover. You got to be able to like be chasing them around. It's annoying. It's like herding sheep, kind of a little bit herding sheep. But yeah. to be honest, um, if you're Jeff Walker, mm -hmm. I spent like twelve grand on the group coaching, and I got my all I got out of that. I got a lot out of it. But what I really got money and dollars out of that was I landed my first eight hundred. I got an eight hundred dollar client for doing exactly what I'm just describing now for triple. And so I spent twelve grand okay. on that. I was burnt. I was bummed about that. I was like, oh my god, that was a lot of money. Why didn't it work? Why didn't it work? Fuck, fuck, fuck. I was so afraid to invest in anything else. And then this guy came along, Marketing Funnel Academy, Jeremy, the sales guy. And he's like, bro, he's like, you bought the blueprints for the tractor, which was true. This group coaching was all about like, here's how you do it. And it was perfect information, but for whatever reason, I didn't execute. And he's like, you brought the blueprints for the tractor. And I was like, Oh my God, that's what I wondered for a year. I was like, why did this fuck up? I realized I hate building the tracker. I hate fucking building the landing pages. I don't like building funnels. I hate email marketing software. I don't like this shit. And then he's like, 
we don't sell you blueprint. We sell you the tractor. He's like, this is done for you. And so they do everything. They write the ad copy. They do the pages. All I had to do was a five minute video. I did like 10 minute video. That was it. And, and answer question. Did everything else. I see. I, see. I mean, if it starts to pay, I'm involved in different work. So basically, you can say, get around 10 clients a month that you can serve in 20 grand or 10 months, 10 grand or 10 clients each two, three months. How, how does it work? I just. It's about six know. weeks. Six Sometimes weeks. Sometimes okay. they'll stretch so to let two yeah, months. I'd say two months is like more. Uh, let's just round it up to two months. Yeah. Okay. But it's so only. Two months. Yeah, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so two months, 10 clients. That basically means. Around 60 clients uh, a year, so that's almost 100k. Yeah, no, I, I could break yeah. 100k if I could like get this optimized. But here's yeah. okay. Okay, here's and that's thing, basically though. your. Here's the time commitment. So now, like, I put a lot of work into learning everything and polishing and getting to the point where I can actually do this. But my call, my weekly calls with each client is about 60 to 90 minutes, and then I probably give them depending on the week between 30 minutes to an hour of support outside the call. Okay. So two hours, uh, not a, lot a of week. Time. That's not per client. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Definitely. I think we can work something like that. Cause I'm building also a brand like remote preneurs. I think that that's a brand that is going to be better than digital nomads. To be honest, I travel the world also, but. Some of the people just travel and they just want to continue working. I know what you're saying. I think it sounds a little bit. But the keyword's here to stay, I think. Digital nomad has cemented itself. No one's ever going to use remotepreneur that much. But I know what you're saying because there is a difference. The digital nomads are like these backpackers kind of and like they're bums. They don't make any money. And then there's like, yeah, the remote (laughs) entrepreneurs who are kind of more like serious and like actually doing shit. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll see how it goes. But definitely, we we can do something together. Just give me some ideas, cause I've been coaching a lot of people with, uh, but I never ask for money. To be honest, like in network marketing, I didn't ask for money. I had like maybe 35, 50 people now. What I okay, cause like what I want to do eventually, like I have one guy who, uh, cause I used to do in person retreats with this, like. Like we do what I do in six weeks in a week, and then we do yoga, meditation, good food. Like we do it in person. It's called the Mindful Nomad Retreat. So I got this guy Bruno from Brazil. He's learned all my content basically, and he's basically started almost teaching other people it. But I do want to turn this into more of like an agency, or uh, I don't want to just be a one-man coach basically forever. So I'm actively looking for the right people to kind of partner with. Uh, but it's tricky because to properly coach someone on this topic, you do need to have a pretty, you know, you got to be a good freelancer. You got to have experience and, you know, you got to be able to teach too. So it's kind of, it's hard to find the right person. Um, but I am actively looking to um, basically partner up and grow here. So what I could imagine would be cool is if, uh, we're able to collab and land some clients. I would like what I would love to do is do like a joint coaching with like one or two or three people, and you can see how I'm doing it. And you can get more involved if you want, but I'm just telling you, I got it polished, man. Like I know how to get people to the finish line at this point. You can see what's going on a bit more, and then start weaving in, uh, you know, your unique perspective, your approach, which is obviously going to be different than mine. And then at the end of that, there's like, 
there's something there's really something that we actually created together do you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely definitely i i see that but maybe like uh, together like a joint course and you have like two coaches like you can be on one side i can be basically more on the side for sales like how to close the deal on the phone etc etc et okay like on that's that. actually a good point because that's another that's actually something i want i've been doing a little bit experimenting with agencies now is i'm doing done for you so i'll actually write their proposals uh and they'll send them and then so the proposal side of it is half and then calls is another half where it's like somebody else could be picking that part up for sure yeah, like that, that's the part that I can do because I'm doing that for B2B clients, etc. Like how to close the deal objection. They say that, like you say that uh, replies. If they say that, write this, etc. Like the sales part. What I actually have right now is I have a client. Uh, uh, he's like one of the top SEO guys in the US on Upwork. He's earned over like 400,000. Um, I'm doing his proposals and he gives me commission and all of his deals are like, like minimum, usually 1,500, 2,000 recurring monthly. So it has really good commissions. I'm just doing it commission only, but the problem is coronavirus has totally killed local SEO. So there's no, oh, yeah. there's literally nothing in his niche right now, but once it bounces back, he'll be back. Um, I haven't been pushing hard on this. He's my first guy I've been experimenting with on it. I've been doing mostly like more like individuals, freelancers, but uh, what I want to do as well as yeah, I was actually, I even posted a job on Upwork to look for someone who could take over the clients basically where I'm doing done for you proposal writing. Uh, and someone like yourself, I don't know how much you like proposal writing. That's part I wanted, but the other part you're talking about more like the sales call. Well, that's another important piece of it. People get need help with the feedback. Um, it's a big, it's an important piece. So anyways, yeah. Uh, if, if, if uh, you want to try something that I can help is definitely just with the sales part. Uh, writing a personalized profile and proposals, etc. that's something that I, I, I'm skipping of doing. I'm trying somebody <laughs> to find to fulfill it, to be honest. Because I'm doing uh, cold email templates, cold calling script, like personalized follow-ups, etc. Yeah. So I'm already doing that, but I don't want to do it again for somebody else, like on Upwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Regardless what the pay, but the sales consulting, yeah, that's something that I'm interested because in, I want to do that. Like I'm passionate about sales. That's my niche. That's my mastery. Okay. Well, I gotta go to the bathroom and then I got 10 minutes before my next call. So uh, the seed is planted. Okay. I kind of have an idea of what you're up to. You have an idea of what I'm up to. Uh, we'll stay in touch over the next little bit as we kind of share this podcast. And then let's just see kind of, yeah, just, I don't know. Why don't you just sit on things and, shoot me back some ideas if uh, anything is kind of standing out in your head. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll send via vTransfer the quality video of this and you can just release it on, on your Cool. Phone. That sounds good. As a live. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you. Thanks, thanks for doing this. Good. Yeah. Look forward to do something together. All right. Ciao, brother. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast to be the first to hear new episodes. And if you feel that this episode provided you with value, we invite you to share this podcast with a friend that is trying to escape the matrix and create his or her own remote economy. Visit remotepreneurs.com 
and join the email list to receive this episode's show notes and a welcoming gift.